Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Nation's The Pool List, the one-stop shop for all things comics, just like our flagship show is all things for pop culture. Uh, I am your host, Matt Aguilar, and with me, I have an amazing uh, pair of writers here. Kofi Outlaw, my brother from another. You blew our tagline. Look, here's the thing. I said pop culture. It's geek culture. Leave me be. You didn't have to point it out. We could have just sailed right past it, but no. Gotta stay on brand. Uh, gotta you gotta say something. You know what? You know what? Here's the thing. I got the first part right, and that's all that matters. Uh, and then <laughs> we have an amazing guest. First time. We've been doing a lot of the first time here on the pull list, and it's awesome. I've been wanting to get uh, Mark Duchamp's on here for quite a minute, because if you were in the gaming Slack channel, it does turn into comic talk quite a bit. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. We got. I'm good. I'm good. We got some cool stuff to talk about this week. I'm excited. Yeah, very much. Uh, I have been wanting to talk some G.I. Joe. Uh, and so it, it felt like Mark was the perfect uh, guest to have on. He's a big Joe fan. And plus, there's just been a lot going on that side of the universe. But we're not starting there. Uh, twisty. Throw a little twist there. I just, we're going to start with Avengers Twilight, a uh, kind of new Chip Zdarsky Marvel book that is, you know, obviously set outside of regular continuity. It's kind of its own alternate universe. What if scenario thing? Uh, this says, I mean, obviously right now. Chip is, you know, on a run. I feel like his his Batman stuff has been fantastic. His Daredevil stuff before them was great. So uh, I am, I was just really excited for him to kind of jump back into the Marvel side of things with Avengers and see what he could do. Avengers Twilight does a good job for the type of setting the concept, setting the premise of what is this world, where do our heroes find themselves. And uh, trying to kind of set it apart from from other takes on this, you know, a lot of the notable figures are in here. Ultron has a has a say in this, the Starks, things like that. But I, but I found it original. A lot of the ways that they tweak those characters or the way they use legacy in this book um, and where Cap finds himself uh, in this world. I I dug this and I was just kind of wanting to start out with a question, I guess, of where do you feel like this sits? We've had a lot of great marvel alternate you know world what if style events over the past few years in fact we had age of ultron not crazy long ago it feels like whatever but house of m all these kinds of things how do you feel avengers twilight is you know starting out so far uh kofi what you what you thinking um you know me i i'm a 90s comic kid so the first thing that jumped to my mind was earth x uh if you Mm -hmm. guys remember kind of earth x it was Marvel's kind of answer to uh, DC's Kingdom Come smash. And like when DC kind of had that whole 
Kingdom Come thing take off. Then along came Marvel with Earth X. But I liked this more than I remember liking Earth X when I initially read, because I remember first issues a lot. And um, I liked this a whole lot better than I liked Earth X. This already feels like, and I don't mean to be melodramatic. I didn't really know until I started talking how much I was going to say, but this already feels like a kind of timeline I would play in, like a Marvel timeline I could revisit. I know we're just getting into this story now, but it already does the work in one issue of establishing, like you said, basically like what we just experienced with the ultimate Spider-Man. Weirdly mm-hmm. enough, it's the characters we know the cores we know, but tweaked into these actually well thought out and interesting new, you know, circumstances. And so like here we get Steve Rogers, we get old man, Steve, again, not a concept we haven't seen before, but a distinctly different from the get-go picture of who this old man is, what he's been through, and kind of what happened here. So to the credit of the creators, like like I'm saying, nothing here is new. This is not a reinvention of the wheel in any kind of way. But I think what a lot of comic creators who are doing it right, like Zdarsky, are nailing are is how to create character and compelling story and really kind of give you some character care, both comic-y arcs, but also character arcs. Like we were just going over this with Batman, right? Like there's a whole issue of Batman having this epic. There's been several Zdarsky issues of Batman just having epic chases in the last few issues, chasing after the Joker, trying to get away from a robot in the physical world. But on the internal, there's this whole like Batman literally battling Batman thing going on at the same time. And so he understands how to be comic-y, but also how to get these deep character dynamics at work. And uh, that's what I feel like we see here. And it's an interesting composition. I mean, it's an interesting scene just to see Steve go for a walk in a park and run into old-ass Luke Cage and old-ass Matt Murdock, right? And like <laughs> these things and what they're saying to each other is, and they do the opposite of what we were talking about in Ultimate Universe. There's enough mystery here. Like, they're referencing things but the dramatic irony of it is, you know, what we know and don't know is kind of well plotted here. And so it, it hooks you. So I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I thought because I picked it up and I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And now another Logan, old man, Avengers, like basically the same thing I think, you know, we've seen before. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised by the depth of in, in kind of the interesting context that they create here. Well, Mark, where do you um, sit on kind of the alternate timeline type of but stories overall? And what did you think of this one? You know, it's really funny. I think Kofi can hit the nail on the head. Um, one of Chip Zdarsky's greatest strengths at Marvel has been taking the familiar things that we've seen done before and really infusing them with what's going on in society today. Um, I thought like his daredevil uh, we saw that a lot with where, I mean, we've done daredevil in jail and we've done, you know, things like born again so many times over 40 years, but Zdarsky made it all feel really fresh with, you know, addressing issues with, you know, the American prison system. And now here with Avengers twilight, he's taking what we've already seen with a million times with old man Logan and the last Avengers story and stuff like that. 
And he's infusing what's happening in society and making it feel really fresh. And that's what I loved about this first issue. Um, you know, there was a lot to say here. And I think the, the moment that stuck out the most to me was, you know, old man, Steve seeing the, the documentary about the red skull yeah. where they were trying to sell the red skull as somebody who was fighting against Hitler. And then, you know, and, and like, Technically, that's true, but you know, for his own nefarious agenda, and then you know, Steve goes on TV to to to, to decry that this documentary was made, and the thing that gets spun out of it is, well, you don't want both sides to be heard, and it's such a fascinating look at how fascism grows, and I, I really walked away from this surprised, um, not uh, not because Chip isn't such a great writer because right. he is and he always blows me away but i was not expecting something as profound as we got and i'm really interested now to read the rest of of the the miniseries yeah no i think that i think you can say the pleasantly surprised thing is across the board because i i i was interested because it was chip uh i also have to give praise to uh daniel Kuna. oh my god oh uh, yeah the yeah. art oh. I, you know, I I've tended to be kind of like hit and miss on on Akuna, but man, when when he's on, like wow, like this Absolutely. book from beginning to end is stunning, and it just does such a great job of capturing, you know, older Steve Rogers. You know, it's like all the all the wrinkles and the and the cracks and the like everything is just so like pronounced, and you just feel when he's when his knee gives out. You know, in a bad, like you feel that like, it just comes out of the page and I felt well, so bad. It's rare, but like sometimes there's like comic art that goes beyond just kind of the depiction of a certain height and reality. It's like a lot of the thematics are like captured in the art in this book. Oh, you muted, buddy. How'd I get muted? It's like uh, <laughs> they're trying to shut me down. Um, no, uh, it's like not every panel is not just depicting like a life or, or a dramatic situation, but you can see themes of the book in like the socio political themes like at work in even just the scene of what we got. What is it called in this one? I, I've read too many comics this week in rapid succession to get ready. H day. Is it H day? It's H day. Yeah, there's a D day in one book. There's an H day in one book. Like, you know, we got, a day in the Avengers game. So, yeah. So like, so there H are day. some ties, um, by the way, there are some similarities between, <laughs> between those words a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, H day in like, it's hard to out infinity war, infinity war, but there's a scene in this book. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but uh, there's an iconic scene for a, a young actor in infinity war that, you know, this book arguably even breaks your heart a little bit more with, you know, just trying the context. Cause again, it takes something you think is so familiar, but it tweaks it. And in this universe, it's like captain America learning this piece of information about another hero at like this, you know, critical moment and it, it's like heartbreaking and he's just like you know in his reaction to it but the depth of that moment it's just a flashback scene but you see why like it's such a perfect scene that you see why cap's so messed up these days and like what he's been through and like what he's seen so yeah it was good and like i was just looking back over the book and i i had even until mark had said it i forgotten like the actual real socio-political kind of frank miller satire of it all with like yeah cap and the whole 
whataboutism and all this kind of stuff that we're experiencing in society today and just the early scenes of him trying to walk around the neighborhood and what this version of modern new york is and the kids all have like their screens and their hollow crap and all this stuff and he's just like truly old man steve walking around so again i think we're going in circles but like yeah i i I did i jumped into this book not expecting to get as much as i did and now it's a whole ass world that i'm interested in so yeah good job and also i detest jimmy Oh yeah, <laughs> with yeah. a with a passion. <laughs> I'm very excited to see where that kind oh. of line goes. But my word, like their whole you know crossfire style uh, interview thing and all that, I was just like, you know, you can you can see again ties back to those those themes. But even later stuff that he does, I've just man, that's a detestable detestable character that comes from again. I don't want to get into spoilers, but it comes from a you know, an interesting tree and it will have big effects moving forward. Um, yeah. Any last notes you, on the book before we move? But again, perfect. Cause when you think about who made that kid, you're yes. like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, makes yeah. total sense. Mm-hmm. It like totally lines up. It's just, it really does that whole, what if thing that we talk about all the time of taking that, you know, that couple and going like, well, what if we went really like outside of the box with that character, but it still ties. It still feels genuine. You know what I mean? Um, Very much so. All right. So let's move into the GI Joe universe. We haven't had a chance to talk a lot about GI Joe here. We have talked about uh, the Energon world though, with Transformers. We were big proponents of the first few issues of Transformers. Uh, Spoiler alert. It's still really good. Uh, But there's also the G.I. Joe being built up in Duke uh, and now Cobra Commander, both by uh, I will will hopefully I say friend of the show, Joshua Williamson. Um, Cobra Commander, really, if you read Duke, it very much plays off of the very small scene we saw in Transformers and kind of builds Duke's kind of trajectory from there. And for Cobra Commander, you know, the intent was to kind of do the same for for this character of really this character that is so iconic. And yet, you know, if you scratch too far beneath the surface, they're not a ton there. There's <laughs> not, not a ton there, especially if you, you know, were just watching the cartoons and things like that. So for this, it's like, I really dug the style of let's make you understand why number one, people follow this guy you know, you either have to have a sense of loyalty or have a sense of fear. And I feel like they play up the fear side in this and they show you how volatile and how lethal uh, this person can be and why someone like him would rise to power. Um, And we're also really seeing the beginnings of, you know, we're seeing the beginnings of what Cobra will become and, and be. And so I really, I really dug this. I, I like that. It's, you know, it's a little brutal in spots, but I think it was necessary for the character and they probably could have even gone a little bit further uh, if you wanted to push that, but, uh, and, and get away with it. I thought that was really good. So I was excited for this. I think they work best as a tandem. I think if you read Duke and then you immediately go into Cobra commander, the parallels and, and contrasts that really work, uh, which I did. I went ahead and reread Duke right before I read this. And then Duke number two comes out in I think next week or the week after. So as kind of this back and forth. And then also if you're reading transformers, whoa, there's a big thing that I will not spoil <laughs> in here, but there's a big question uh, that transformers fans have had and you get some, you get some reveals here. So I, I think as this connected universe, it's really working. I dug this, but you know, where do you uh, Mark as a, as a, I know you're a big Joe fan. 
as well. How did you come away with this? Are you liking the kind of direction this universe, this comic universe is taking so far? It's I, I like the the first issue a lot. Um, I'm going to say that right off the bat. Um, what's really fascinating to me is is GI Joe is uh, it's in a weird spot culturally. Um, no one seems to know what to do with GI Joe uh, because the way that the toys are these days, it's just not that's not really a thing, and there's not a lot of appetite for like military toys anymore. Um, so that that presents a lot of issues. Um, so I was really fascinated to see how you launch a GI Joe comic in 2024 and they went in a direction I wasn't expecting. Um, they're playing up the horror elements and some of the weirder elements and, um, full disclosure, you know, I was born more towards the, the mid to late eighties. So my, my GI Joe is not the rah-rah military GI Joe that a lot of other people grew up with. I grew up with weird GI Joe. I grew up with eco warriors and ninja force <laughs> and monster hunters. And that element of GI Joe hasn't been touched on as much. Like my GI Joe era is kind of like the, the, the redheaded stepchild of, to, to borrow a phrase um, of the brand. And now to kind of see some of those elements that haven't been touched on a lot over the last few decades, all of a sudden kind of being pushed to the forefront. I thought that was a really interesting approach. Um, and I'm very, very curious to see where things go from here. I liked it. I loved the way it uh, tied into Transformers. Um, without getting into spoiler territory, one of my very first ever cliffhanger uh, comics as a kid um, was a, was a GI Joe issue and it harkened right back to that. And I was like, okay, all right, you got me. Like, that's cool. <laughs> you know, let's, uh, let's go Joe. So Tug at the uh, nostalgia heartstrings. Uh, Kofi, I, I don't actually not clear where absolutely. you stand on Joe. I don't, I don't see if we've ever, I don't know if we've ever really talked about outside of the movies and the crossover there, but um, where do you stand on that? Wh what are you thinking about this issue in particular? Um, well, first of all, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Energon universe that's sure. kind of shaping up in uh, these Transformers and G.I. Joe comics. It is, it, it is a, it's kind of a very fun and awesome recreation of both franchises in the modern era. There are and it is very much, as Mark said, leaning into the sci-fi horror of it all, uh, as in like, you know, as if giant robots were on Earth, it crushing humans, it'd be freaky. And if there was a terroristic organization with like, you know, slightly supernatural scientific leanings, like that would also be kind of nuts. Um, but I also grew up, um, like I said, I was an 80s baby early. So I think people kind of like you know, there's this revisionist history as we're so kind of fond of these days, but like GI Joe, the cartoon was the beginning of like weird GI Joe. That's where they took out. Like we didn't learn about like military guns and stuff. We learned about pew pew lasers and, you know, zipping back and forth and all kinds of vehicles. And by the time GI Joe, the animated movie was released and we've got our first look at like Cobra law Galabalos and Pythana and Nemesis Enforcer and like all this stuff like things had gotten pretty weird by that people were getting <laughs> spores on their face that was pretty freaky stuff for like us as kids like that was straight out of Ridley Scott like yeah they were just dropping spores and people were getting lit up with those things and so 
I like that they're like you. I like that they're pulling those weirder elements because Cobra Law was such a weird veer. But I mean, so was G.I. Joe fighting an army of crap dealers for like a three episode special, which was a thing. And people yep. died of drugs. Like that was a real thing. So they were all over the place, really. Like <laughs> it was like from Cobra Law to crack dealers, G.I. Joe, you know, there was a lot to do in the world back then. Um, but I like that they're kind of pulling all those elements together because there is a very like the the Transformers books have like a very militaristic G.I. Joe. These have this Cobra Commander. Like you said, it's Cobra Law. It's all that weird stuff. And I like that they're leaning into him, which they never really did in the show as much. Instead of an archvillain, he's a scientist. Yeah. Like, that's who he is. That's in every depiction of it. It gets lost, but, like, it's like we didn't really have that light bulb moment until Ninja Seth Rogen and them made the Ninja Turtles actual teenagers, right? And we were right. like, oh, yeah, that's radically different. But, like, no, he is a scientist. And so, like, there's an early scene that you see on the screen now, this horror scene where he you know, it's not a spoiler. Cobra Commander hurt somebody. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the way he does it in his mind state is very much in keeping. Like, Williamson really understands who this character was. Like, he's a mad scientist, and like that's what makes him dangerous. He is like a weird ass Mister Sinister, just kind of walking through things and can vaporize or just murder people with some weird machine he has in his pocket. Like, that's who he is, and kind of seeing that. And seeing the buildup of him getting like the dis why he's disfigured and all that, why he later comes to hate people like lackeys and stuff like that because of like having idiot lackeys, which is a comedic thing that felt like right out of the cartoon. Yeah. Where he's just like, like, oh, should I throw this one? He's like, you that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a horrible, like tragic thing for him. You know what I mean? Like almost killing him. And yet it's just, it's played so perfectly there. I, I dug that movie. Yeah, it's so like much. a straight callback to the cartoon. Like that's always what happened is Cobra <laughs> Commander would have like his lackeys were just really crappy. Like good help was hard to find. And he was often just sent, you know, running. But um, there was also like a lot of in jokes. Like there's a whole, they like, they tell you this is going to be different because one of the biggest things in the cartoons was Cobra Commander screaming retreat and like all of them running away. And this book's like, nah, none of that. We're going a little scarier and edgier. <laughs> no, there is no retreat. Like nobody's retreating. Like we're getting out there. So I think people that I say all that to say from my excitement, people are really sleeping on this Energon universe because it hits perfectly in my opinion for kid for people like me who, grew up with these things but are now adults and so this is a more my adult mind looking at gi joe and transformers and being like yeah that's i like the edge because that makes more sense and it's interesting to me so i'm digging this and and i just hope the movies do this stuff half as well as these comic creators are doing well which never happens but i'm gonna hope anyway. <laughs> you know it's funny uh before we move to the next book uh in the letters section of this issue williamson actually mentions uh gi joe the movie like directly pulling from you know it, it's kind of the same thing of like i was a really big fan of those things that it, it's so funny how things come around and there's always this that next generation of fan that their stuff was looked at as the downturn of a franchise and then ends up being super popular again because now they're all older and can buy all that stuff. Like it's it comes around every time in every single franchise. I mean, look what's happening over in Transformers, right? With Beast Wars. Like I'm that generation of fan that always adored them. And at the time, you know, there was a big fan base, but then people were also hardcore G1 Transformers fans. Well, that's not my Transformers and I don't want animals like what the heck, you know, except for dinosaurs. That's fine. But I don't want other animals. <laughs> and so it's like monkey was like the, the catchphrase. <laughs> 
you know but. yeah it's just it's hilarious how that stuff always comes back um i know mark didn't get a chance uh to read this one uh because i i didn't tell him to really so it's not his fault <laughs> the uh i just want to make that clear um but uh superman number 10 is a is an issue that me and kofi have been you know both big fans of the series but also been eagerly awaiting because uh maryland moonlight is a big part of this issue and also it's like straight up wild west it it plays right into all that i man i adore the series so much i it i'm running out of ways to say like how much i love this series but uh bruno's artwork it's hard to follow jamal campbell but i will say like they've had some stellar interior artists kind of pick up the baton and run with it and man like bruno's stuff it was just made for the the old west superman with a poncho <laughs> uh you know like making terra man uh uh, an actual character as opposed to just some kind of throwaway villain. So fun. I just, I just love this. And we get some real answers. We get an origin story and things. So I really dug this Kofi. What'd you think? Man, it is like kudos to Joshua Williamson for jumping in and taking on the plot of back to the future three, which is the most hated of all <laughs> back to the futures. But like, this is basically what this issue is, is back to the future three. Um, and I like, I was nervous because I wrote up like the spoiler that like this, we had this twist ending of the last issue where Superman got hit with this yellow kryptonite and sent to the old West and then suddenly showed up as this kind of outlaw figure um, on this train heist. And so I was like, Oh boy, because whatever, because we were, we were cooking with like just modern metropolis, it's secrets, everything that's happening there, Dr. Farm and graph and everything and all the drama that's happening there. So when we took this detour, I was like, for how long and how crazy is this going to get? But like, man, Williamson's still plotting it perfectly. Like we spend just one issue doing this. It's a fun and like issue turns out to have a lot of purpose in it. Like we actually go to the old West, but there's something that's accomplished. Like we get these major, like I said, time travel things. And like this book does it so well where you're mixing old West adventure, kind of an ongoing story plus time travel mechanics and none of it feels heady. There's not like one long page where I was like, uh, like <laughs> there was no cosmic treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just slogging through exposition. There's all kinds of callbacks in this. Mm. Like, but you don't, I never saw any of Superman's time travel adventures where he ran into terror, man. I've never read those issues, but I got it. I got that. It happened because it's, they quickly established like, Oh, I recognize this guy. He's also time traveling. Like, I know he's messing around. I know. And then they have like a, just a showdown and you can tell like, and it's all still Superman. Um, there's never a point where in this books ever where Superman doesn't feel like Superman Agreed. in everything he does. And so, like you said, you also get this little aside. That's not even a highlighted as a major part of the book. It's literally just background stuff in the panels until the very end where it pulls together and you're like, Oh, this was also an origin story. And the origin of this character is time travel based. And that's even crazier. Um, but it also just instantly elevates Marilyn Moonlight, who we like because she was cool now has like a badass character underpinning. Right. And we're like, Oh man, this chick is like really badass. So that's pretty cool. So, I mean, we are just everything we've done to widen out this character and his world is interesting and fun. And the fact that it's happening while action comics is still bursting at the seams with all kinds of stuff too, is like, yeah, Superman's Superman's back, baby. And again, people, people need to wake up to that. 
Yeah. Now, and uh, very much uh, Marilyn is giving me Ghostmaker vibes of like how taken I was at that character after we started to really learn about the character and it was more than just a cool design. And now I just, I love that. Everything about that character is cool now. And so Marilyn is very much in that same thing. All right. I know we got about, so uh, let's get to wreck our paths. Let me start with Avengers twilight. Uh, Kofi thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up. Uh, Mark thumbs up, thumbs down for Avengers twilight. Number one. All right. Big thumbs up. And then for me, uh, yeah, thumbs up uh, across the board. This surprised me. I feel like it surprised all of us and in the best way possible. Uh, moving to Cobra Commander. Uh, Mark, let's start with you. Thumbs up, thumbs down on this one. Yeah, thumbs up. Not as big as Avengers Twilight, but definitely up. Kofi? Thumbs up, but also the caveat for my Joe fans. Like, this is for you. And for me, yes, very much. Uh, for for all the reasons we stated before, thumbs up for me. You should definitely give this a read. Kofi, uh, I feel like I don't even need to say this one, but Superman number 10, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. We can keep it pushing. Yeah, thumbs up for me as well. Uh, before we bounce, let's uh, do a real quick uh, comic recommendation of the week. Uh, I will start with, hey, spoiler, Superman number 10 is really good. You should read it. <laughs> so that's me. Uh, Kofi, what about you? I have uh, The Invincible Iron Man number 14. Uh, I'm surprised about how they continue to weave Iron Man into the X-Men universe. Never saw that coming, but Duggan and them are cooking over there and some pretty hot things happen in this book. So check it out. And we keep building up to a new Iron Man armor that is going to be uh, a highlight. So, yeah. Yeah, that armor looks sick. Mark, uh, what is your recommendation of the week? Yeah, sticking with Avengers Twilight uh, blew me away. I'm a longtime Avengers reader. I've been reading since the Busiek Perez days. And uh, yeah, just walked away really impressed with this. Well, guys, we have covered as many comics as we can fit uh, into 30 minutes. Of course, you can check out more coverage of all the comics we read and review on comicbook.com. Also, as a quick note, we did not forget about the new issue of Wonder Woman, but we will be covering that on Friday. So hopefully join us there. Janelle is super pumped to be in that conversation as well. Thank you so much to everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And until next time, peace.